unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I felt surrounded. I found I had my eyes closed, but I felt I did not feel alone. I felt like there were several people with me yeah. and I felt it was very touching. I just felt like it's like I closed my eyes and it's like you close your eyes. All you see is black. Right. But I felt like I closed my eyes and all I saw was white. Yeah. And so that was a very special experience. And that changed my life forever. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Saints Unscripted. I'm Caleb. I'm Justin. And this is Jackson. He's our first guest in the brand new set. Welcome. Thank you. So, uh, what brings you here today, Jackson? <laughs> so, what brings you here? Oh, three broomsticks and I go way back further than I care to admit. Um, I was just looking around the place. He's on a strap and a stroll yeah, and we're just like, oh, yeah, let's, I'll just walk in. And I'll just ring this doorbell because it's yeah. locked, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. You guys let me in. Yeah. Very kind we're of you. We're pretty friendly. That, that, we were like, wait, we need some more episodes. Like, we'll just yeah, invite them over. Yeah, anyone on the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if that had been the case, that would have been really cool. <laughs> Great episode. Uh, but uh, Jackson, uh, you're here to share your testimony with us, right? Yes. Your conversion story. Yes. Um, where are you from? Who are you? Where do you get? So, How does your story start? Yeah, I'm Jackson. I was born in New Jersey. Uh, oh. I know. The Garden State. Usually people think it's really disgusting because... You hear about like I know. Mob people and... want like I, I was in New York for a bit and people always made fun of New Jersey. Yeah. They're like, You live in New Jersey, you know, it's like oh. that's the funniest part because people that like work in New York City all live in New Jersey. Right. My dad, it's way too yeah. expensive to live, no. to live in New York. But fun fact, New Jersey is the highest cost of living in the country. Wow. Yeah, it's terrible. So if you have like a <laughs> tiny, really small but like really bougie house in New Jersey, you're living large. Wow. But okay. it's terrible. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was born there. I lived there until 2004. My sister was diagnosed with leukemia. And my mom's from Utah. My dad went to BYU. And so it was either go to Tennessee and Nashville for, I think it's in Nashville, somewhere else, um, for St. Jude's or okay. the primary yeah. children's in Salt Lake City. Okay. And so, okay, we have family in Utah. We'll go to Utah. Mm-hmm. And so my sister's better. And then we just moved here and been here ever since. It's going to be... 18 years, it's August. Like 18 Dang, years wow. in Utah. Yeah. Do you mind assessing out your sister? Oh, she's sister? great. She's okay. right now. Awesome. Cool. I was, that was like, I'm like, I don't... <laughs> Walking on eggshells. Oh, no. Yeah, no, she's doing That's great. awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Doctor says she would make it past seven. She was six when she was diagnosed, wow. and she is 22. That's awesome. That's, that's incredible. A, that's a good yeah. story in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And so then did you, um, have you grown up in the church? Yes. You said your dad went to BYU and stuff. Uh-huh. So I imagine. My dad yeah. went to BYU. He baptized me. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was kind of, kind of that, that basic, you know, grown up in the church kind of deal as like, I feel like if you grow up in the church, it's different. Like if you get, if you like baptized when you're like in your teenage years, it fits a little bit different than when you're kind of growing up totally. at least i have a couple friends that are like converts and like they have way different experiences right, than yeah. those of us who have like just grown up as a little kid i am a child of god <laughs> <laughs> well, i feel like with testimonies growing up in the church you kind of just not complacent but just like oh this is the typical usual yeah. thing and then like one moment just like slaps you across the face and yeah. you're like whoa yeah, like, wait wait jeez this is this is true. Like this is actually like real. And did and then moments like that happen to you on the line? Yeah. So it happened later on. I was I was seventeen years old, and I it's not I was never like anti or, or very doubtful yeah, or anything. Sure. But um, I feel like the typical experience here in Utah 
is like you said we're kind of complacent mm-hmm. especially, especially when you're right. just used to the environment and the yeah. culture every other corner you see a stake center and like every city right. there's a temple yeah you don't <laughs> um, think like because like if this is wrong well my life is the same either way you know it's yeah. like yeah i'll just you know yeah, like, i'll, I'll you know, find a way yeah. It, yeah but i remember i i've always been kind of i don't know it's it's weird to say but like good at like remembering scriptures and all my sure all mm-hmm. my Sunday school teachers growing up would tell my parents your son is so good he remembered <laughs> you know Matthew 5 14 to 16 he was really good in class I'm like I don't care basically I'm a genius um but um I remember I never read like actually read the scriptures like through and through and it was like what my third oh, year in wow. seminary yeah so yeah. I, I'd read the I remember my freshman year like okay, I got my own, my first set of my own scriptures. I'm like, I'm gonna read all the Old Testament because it's <laughs> this year in seminary. Sure, yeah, I, I I've never done that. If I'm uh, okay, <laughs> for my, I'm coming close this year with with, with come follow uh, me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah, it, it helps a lot. Come follow me. But I remember I I had torn my ACL. Um, just playing football my junior year, and I I thought that was my thing. I'm like, I'm gonna be in the NFL. I'm gonna yeah, be like sure. the next member of the church who's famous in the NFL. I mean, you're very tall and you've got I, nice yeah. hair, so well, like, I feel like you got two of them going through your life. Yeah, that was potential. Yeah, my my dad tried out for the Cowboys, and so oh, and he, he and he didn't. It's not that he didn't make it; he had to quit because he just destroyed his shoulder. So right, it's just yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just like a huge part yeah. of your family. Yeah. So yeah. that that destroyed me. I was like, I can't play football. For... That's your whole identity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and I was kind of in. It's not you're, you're not in bad straits. You're never in bad straits with Jesus. Like you know, mm-hmm. Jesus always loves you. But, but, but you personally, yeah. yeah like, I yeah. I wasn't doing the the best things. I I think especially in Utah, lots of teenagers struggle with pornography addiction. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really deep into that. And especially here in Utah, I think the worst part is it's like it's a very common thing, but at the same time, it's very hidden because Which it's makes like it hard to repent of. Mm-hmm, right? It's like, oh, if I say that I have this problem, I am screwed. Like right. my life is over. I'm like deceiving my whole family. I'm a mm-hmm. terrible person. So I I was like, man, maybe God like had me tear my ACL because I suck. Like, I'm oh, just horrible. Right. Like a punishment. Yeah, like, my, he did yeah. this to me, and I deserve it. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like, I deserve being physically punished and having the surgery. And then I got to the thought, like, I might die. Nobody should have to go to work thinking, oh, this is the place that I might die today. That's what a hospital is for. It was, I look back now, I'm like, there's so many people tear their ACL every year and like, gotcha. yeah. everyone lives. But <laughs> <laughs> right. like, I mean, surgery in general yeah, is yeah, scary. Yeah, was, yeah, and if was, you're in a dark place, then it's like. Yeah, it was my first big right. thing I've ever had like that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like. I bet like the thoughts were just going crazy. Yes. I mean, just like I've donated spiraling. blood and I, one time I was like, what if this just slips out and all my blood is <laughs> like, and I'm dead. Yeah. What? I look at the bag. Oh. I look straight at the bag. That's why I don't get. You know, yeah, like, I don't think that's ever happened. Right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Anyways, but, you know, yeah, you, yeah, it's not. It's sometimes it feels pretty real. Yeah, yeah. and so I think uh, looking back now, it was a combination of very irrational fear, mm-hmm. um, but it led to something really good because I thought I'm like, you know, if tomorrow I die on the operating table, which is 100% not going to happen, if, I, if I'm looking at my 17 year old self, I'm just like, Psh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> But your 17-year-old self is, like, rolling the die. Yeah, it's like, it's like no. riding the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the eight ball. I know. And so I remember the, um, that, I, 
I forget the order of the things, but I think first I went to my bishop and it was the day before the surgery and like, Bishop, I need to talk to you. I got some things, you know, I, was, mm -hmm. I confessed about my, my pornography issue and I was like, I feel like this is like, I deserve this because I've been so bad and I've like mm -hmm. deceived my family. I've deceived my mm -hmm. friends. I deceived my, my church leaders and right. people who think that are really, that I'm so great. And he was like, I love you. That's just not true. Like stuff happens. Life happens. Mm -hmm. right. And I was still afraid, but I, I kind of felt better. Um, and he's like, I just need you. Like, you need to like, just come closer to God. And he's like, I, I want you to, to try and like read the Book of Mormon, like for real, like study it. I'm like that. <laughs> and my junior year, that was the Book of Mormon year. So mm -hmm. that I was really, really excited because I was like, you know what? I need to because of class and I need to. It worked out perfectly. Yeah, just, yeah exactly. The bishop just invited me to. Yeah, and so then I, I went home and I remember, I, I, I don't know why. I just, I went, it was, thir I went third Nephi chapter nine. Yeah. And I, I never <laughs> read that in my life. <laughs> Which is kind of cool to discover that like as an older, like an adult. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's for context. It's just when the Nephites like just get, it's right after Christ's resurrection um, or no, right after his death. Right. And mm -hmm. everything just gets destroyed. All the wicked people are just absolutely obliterated by Jesus. Just earthquakes, <laughs> darkness. Yeah. yeah like, it's not, horrible. Not and, Jesus with, like, lasers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah, like, just uh, natural disasters. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's really tough. And for a second, I was kind of scared. I was like, oh, no. Wait, that's like, me. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, no. You just told me God doesn't do that. Yeah. And, uh, and then 3510 comes around. And Jesus is like, he, he talks to them for a sec and he's like, I'm the one who, who caused like all the wickedness to be destroyed and basically just come unto me. <laughs> and then I remember I, it was that the little tiny section that Mormon writes right between chapters, he, he didn't have chapter headings, right? But it's right between chapter, end of chapter 10 before right, chapter 11 starts and it <laughs> says, um, like Jesus Christ did manifest himself to the Nephites. And I'm, it's the first time I ever read that in my whole entire life. And I just got this huge feeling over me. It was, it was like all, all of like the, the classic manifestations of the spirit that we yeah. feel as members. I had that, like the burning in the bosom and like the blanket around you of warmth. I was just like, whoa, this is, <laughs> this is different. I've never yeah. felt this before. And and then I, I just, you know, you start kind of crying. You're like, what? Yeah. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> and, and then I started reading chapter 11. And it was just, it was instant. It was just an instant. And this doesn't happen for many people. And I feel like experiences like these make certain members who struggle more with faith a little frustrated. Because this is a very, I feel like, rare, rarer experience. I just, I, I instantly just knew. Like this, sure. like in, in my heart and in my mind, it was just, God was telling me that like, these words are mine. Mm -hmm. Like the book of Mormon is true. This is right. my word. And like my son did come to the Nephites. And like, you can't really deny that. Yeah. Like, I once you feel that. And I always knew like, well, I need to pray about it. And even though I just, I literally just felt right. that come in my mind. I'm like, okay. So I kind of put book down and I start praying. And there was like, no, it was just, it was like, it was almost if God was not, he wasn't saying don't pray, he was, but he was <laughs> like, like you're already, you know, yeah, you're already, you've already felt, yeah. Like, I mean, if anything, that, that was kind of like, 
your prayer was yeah. reading, you know, yeah. and, like offering that to God. And then I, I just remember I was closing my eyes still and I was still praying, I guess, you know, it's not one of those prayers where just like, thank you, thank you. You're just like, Heavenly Father, I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. And, and I just remember I, I, I felt, I felt surrounded. Mm-hmm. I found I had my eyes closed, but I felt, I did not feel alone. I felt like there were several people with me yeah. and I felt it was very touching. I just felt like, it's like I closed my eyes and it's like, you, you close your eyes, all you see is black. Right. But it felt like I closed my eyes and all I saw was white. Yeah. And so that was a very special experience and that changed my life forever. Of course. Mm-hmm. And as, as it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a shame if it didn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's not to say after the fact I had the surgery it went perfectly fine. Good. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you. you lived. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that, that kind of was the start of my true conversion. So then you were telling us that, like, you had the opportunity to serve a mission mm-hmm. um, and during COVID. Oh, yeah. Which, and, we, and we've talked, we've, you know, we've talked to some people and just that experience has seemed very, very difficult for obvious reasons, you know, like where it's just disrupted. It's not anything like anyone else's mission has ever been. And, and you were saying that, like, you were, you know, you had some struggles right do you how did you like like wrestle with having this testimony you know knowing feeling that the book of mormon is true but then having all these very like real trials like how how did you come to peace or come to terms with that mm-hmm. i guess is i was lucky enough that i i was out in the field for about 8 months and covid hit yeah so um, you had some time yeah like, so i had some time and i i think the like i had I had, didn't know at the time, but I, I was definitely very depressed. Very, definitely had depression, but I I didn't understand that when I was in the field. But I always had the thought of that experience that I had, like I'm here because I know, like God loves me. He He showed Himself to me. Yeah. And it like it is. It's like what Alma says. He's like, if I can just have one person believe God, then I'll die a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was my thinking. Like I, I felt like. You know, I felt like Paul. I felt like Alma. Like I just kind of got a huge slap in the face from the Lord, <laughs> and I was like, hey, "I had, yep, I'm in. Right, I'm yeah. all in." Yeah. Um. And so when COVID hit and I had to go home, it was like I had no purpose anymore. That's one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And for I feel like for lots of missionaries, it's like you want to go home eventually, kind of. Right? Yeah. And even like, if you don't, you're, you you're ready to go home. Right. Yeah. Well, because life continues. Uh-huh. You know. But I, for me, it was like, I don't want to go home. I'm not ready to go home. I'm home. And plus, like... I don't know if you're ever going get yeah, to go back yeah, or... Yeah. yeah. And I really debated, like, if I was going to go back because of my, my mental health struggles. And I was like, I'm suppo- I have this knowledge. I'm supposed to be helping other people. But I really just feel like garbage. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I can. Or maybe it was another worthiness battle. Like, that's a classic thing we hear about lots of people with depression who are... Christians are like, maybe I have these feelings of doubt and negativity because I'm not worthy mm-hmm. or I, my faith is lacking. We confuse like physical ailment with spiritual yes. like, yeah. consequences. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like a repeat of how I was when I had that before the surgery. But it's harder to identify because it's in your mind, right? Yes. Like it's not, if, if, if your arm was broken, you know, like, you'd be able to like identify, oh, this has yeah. happened before. But... Yeah, no, it was like, that was very confusing. And so I think that the hardest part about it was was realizing that, I don't know, it's, it's um, 
my dad showed me the talk by Elder Bednar called to, called the work assigned to labor. I think it's what it's called, mm -hmm. or call the labor assigned to work. I forget. How many? That was a few years. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a really good talk about it's like it's not like, like yeah, you're you're gonna care where you go, but at the same time, like it's yeah, it's you're it's subjective. You're, yeah, you're doing exactly. the Lord's work wherever yeah. you're doing it. And my conflict was like, am I am I worthy to do this? Am I am I like actually good at this? Because if I if I was, I wouldn't be having so many struggles. And and I realized I still like even after my experience with with finding out the truth of the Book of Mormon, I still was not very well versed in scripture. Sure. And coming back to the states, like this was pre everyone in the all missionaries had like smartphones, right? So I was first in Colombia, and this is in 2019. We just had this little Nokia's, <laughs> and those things they are indestructible. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they will out. save your life. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> like you drop them, they break open everywhere. We put it back together, perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> um, but then getting back home, my dad's like, "Oh yeah, here's your iPhone that you had," and I was like, "What?" Yeah, and. Uh, having the amount of misinformation i had never i i did not realize how many people hated the church until i got back mm -hmm. from covid mm -hmm. and i, I like and right people are like the ces letter i'm like what's that <laughs> there's so much to dive into yeah oh, that it's like uh oh <laughs> yeah and so that was kind of scary for a second it's not that i had doubts but i was like it's okay if you did though yeah you know yeah, it's okay saying, like yeah, yeah, if, if i like, did it would have been fine right but it's like it's but, I was I was scared. I didn't realize like there's a lot of opposition. There's a lot more mm -hmm. difficulty to this than I originally thought. And especially the South American missionary stereotype is kind of real. You go down there and it's like people are just like baptize me. You're like okay, <laughs> sure. Um, no, I got a lot of baptisms that I did no work for. People are just like I'm ready. And yeah, I'm like I'm oh, such yeah. a good missionary. <laughs> yeah, like, I did such a good job. Yeah. Maybe like no, no, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like like what you said with like having those doubts and having such a strong like testimony, I feel like that's very relatable. Like I know I've I've had that and I'm sure most of you guys have had that too. But like having that understanding or like that memory of like this spiritual thing really happened, I cannot deny this thing. Mm -hmm. So why should I deny it over one little thing? And like that like that's kind of what my mindset is whenever I come to stuff like that. Did you have like that similar kind of? Yeah, it was like, when I eventually got out again. I, I was assigned to Houston, Texas South. Mm -hmm. Love it there. President Guthrie, love you. <laughs> Sister Guthrie, you too. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was blessed to have one of my companions, Ethan Freed, love him to death. He's going to be the next Neil L. Maxwell. If you guys ever hear about Brother Ethan Freed speaking at a beauty devotion, it's him. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll okay. That. yeah. In 10 years, I guarantee we'll write you. write that down. Yeah. He's, he's going to get us his autograph now. Oh, <laughs> so yes. that. Uh, we'll frame it up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the guy that actually showed me guys to you on Sanson's script. That's sick. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was epic. He was, like, he was like, dude, look at these videos just destroying like like antis and I and I like I'm like I'm watching I'm watching you see David up there. Dude. Hey guys, welcome okay, back. I'm like, I'm like this is epic. Um, and not but not only that, a lot of things that I had no clue there were issues about. Like I had never really faced up front. And you guys, the the, the video on this is more recent um, about race and the priesthood. That's more that's a more recent topic. But I had no clue about. Issues about issues or doubts about Book of Mormon translation, Book of Abraham translation. Sure, plural marriage was never really a big thing to me, but it's but still, it's still a thing that for, like, for most part people, of the history. That yeah, like, yeah. And I, all this stuff. I'm like, wow, 
and how I realized, like reading the comments, because we didn't have YouTube, we had Facebook, but still reading some of the yeah. Facebook comments, some yeah. people are like, wow, this helped me so much. Some people are like, like, we were just talking about before, like, oh, you guys are just ignorant to your own stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was good reading those kind of comments that were trying to tear down my faith, because at the same time, it's like, like, okay, if this part of my faith isn't true, then how can me have an experience, and you're saying, mm-hmm. have an experience like that that was so sure, and people are just, oh, it's confirmation bias or cognitive dissonance. And I'm like, no, if, if I had this experience, and not only that, but the millions of people who have had similar experiences, not just to the Book of Mormon, but to any spiritual experience, right. any, any kind of Christian experience. You have people that aren't even like faithful in, in any denomination, and they have experiences like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like how, it, I, it's like what Joseph Smith said, like, I knew it. And I knew that God knew it, and I could not deny it. I don't know. It was very much a, a turning point, and like I, I feel like I this little tiny baby plant, you know, <laughs> that Alma talks about, and, <laughs> you know, and then it really did sprout from that. And a lot, it's like how many videos I watched from you guys, whether it was like a faith and beliefs video or the episodes you guys have with right. people, or it was the the, the podcast. I watched lots of the podcast. Loved it. That's great. That's great feedback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just keep it going. Yeah. yeah well, I was talking to you guys. <laughs> no, but, and, and that guy's, from that, I found Latter day Saints QA. I don't know if you guys have heard mm-hmm. of that guy. We've uh, had him on once, long time ago. Oh, he is an absolute unit. <laughs> like, he is awesome. I loved that guy. And so I, uh, it was, it was really cool kind of facing these fears and facing these doubts. And I was like, because most of when you find that when you're especially in the church it's kind of a pressure especially when you grow up in it like don't don't get into that people are like oh like don't avoid if, if you, any yeah questions, if you have like yeah. questions about plural marriage and stuff like avoid mm-hmm. i'm so happy now that lots of leaders and there's a lot the, the movement of like you know the saints books mm-hmm. and right. the gospel topic essay it's like no read about this lots of it is very messy and it's very upfront. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how the church now, like, there is no one that's like, like, no, it's no, there's nothing bad about anything. It's all very crystal clear. It's like, no, it's messy. We're humans. Things get jacked up. Like Joseph Smith, he was a very imperfect person and he yeah. did his best, just like me. Yeah. Right. And so facing all those fears of like, maybe I shouldn't dive into this. Right. It, it helped make my faith way greater than it was before. And that's because I had access to all the resources, which I'm very grateful for, for access to so many things I could, I guess, like for Saints and Scripted, it's almost like an editorial piece because it's obviously biased being oh, yeah, totally. faithful yeah. members of the church. <laughs> yeah. But having the resources of the, of, you know, Joseph Smith papers and accounts of certain things, it, it helped me kind of crush those big doubts. Right. And it makes you not want to like, hey, give me something else that's like really hard and difficult. I want I want more. But it's like it's like, no, like if something comes at me, I can I can face that. Yeah. For people who are in similar experiences, because right now there's a lot of people who have, you know, come home from their missions for like whether they were able to do a full mission through COVID or came home early and what couldn't go back because of COVID. Like what what advice would you give them now that you feel like you've kind of made it through, you know, you've seen the light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel. What advice would you have for people who feel like maybe they're in the middle of that? Well, I'd say like first and foremost, like all, and this is like such a, it's such a cliche thing to say, but sure. it is true. Like God loves you no matter who you are, where you are, what you do. 
and being a full-time missionary does not define you like and it shouldn't I, there are so many people especially you know the like apostles and the first presidency they're like if the greatest thing you do in your life is serve a mission you haven't done much <laughs> and that's not, that's not to downplay no, it. but it is. It's, it's the best thing i've done so far in my life right but like you said so far yeah you know but it's it's like that does not define you and you look at i'm pretty sure President Monson didn't serve a mission, and other right. Uchtdorf, plenty of people. That doesn't define you. It's it's what it means to you. It's it's who you are. And if you're struggling, if you're on a mission, and that's totally okay, because I did for 23 months. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's okay to to be afraid, and I think that's something that, that a lot of people are afraid. They're afraid to say they're afraid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay to admit that you don't know everything. It's okay to admit that you're scared. And that it's hard because that for me, when I decided to say like, this is hard and I'm scared and I don't know what to do, it's, it really made it easier. That's like where the help comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's like you're accidentally kicking against the pricks without knowing it, you know? And yeah. I, and I, it was, I guess it was a pride thing for me. I guess it is for all of us. We don't want to say that it's hard. We don't yeah. want to say that, you know, maybe we don't have it in us, but once you admit that, it makes life so much easier. That's why it's like, what is it? Be still, know that I'm God. I know another, there's several of the translations, other Bible translations that say, let go and know that I'm God. Because yeah. he's there. And he, he I, I I remember finding this out and we're like, oh, you know, his grace is sufficient by Brother Wilcox. And it's like, oh, like, I do this much and God does the rest. It's like, no, he does all of it. You just need to say you're there. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to. And he's like, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I just, it's a very relatable experience. And so it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to really be like, it's over because it's not over. You know, it's not yeah. a story that has a beginning and end. I mean, like, like, I've been seven mission, but I, I've had like, the exact same experience, I feel like, with your story. Like, besides like the mission stuff, but everything, I totally agree. And I've, like, I've been there, I've done that. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I just kind of feel like average, but at the same time, it's like, it's not average because it's like unique in everyone's own way. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I feel like lots of people are like, well, I should have this humongous experience. Like, yeah, for me, it was kind of a humongous experience, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, keep going. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks yeah. for continuing in your faith journey and inspiring us to do the same, and hopefully you guys. Um, thank you guys for watching. Mm -hmm. And if you have any, like, questions, maybe you can leave them in the comments below, and Jackson, you could just respond freely, oh. you know, <laughs> like, if people want to know more. And um, besides that, please like, subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode thanks for listening if you want to watch our videos check us out on youtube or shoot us a message on facebook instagram or twitter